Welcome to For the Life of Me podcast, where I share musings and perspectives on how we really, truly live a life divine. I'm Julie Pyatt, your host. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm here today with Joe Peace, my producer and podcast co-creator, and we wanted to try a little experiment and uh, go into a conversation exploring a topic that is very, very pressing and dear to many of us. And so, Joe, welcome to our first experimental conversation. I'm excited and I'm very invested in what we're going to talk about. So take it away, boss. Okay. I wanted to talk about the diversity of life when we start connecting with our individual missions. What is occurred to me recently is I've received some messages from an individual, beloved individual who is deeply feeling and committed to helping animals and standing up for animal welfare in our world and on our planet, which is a much, much needed cause. And she has sent me some communications and she is saddened, is what she used the word. She's saddened that I am not using my platform in that way. And she thanked me for the work that I do do in the space, but she is feeling very frustrated that I am not uh, messaging or using my platform to highlight animal suffering in the same way that she does maybe, or that she would like me to. And so this brought me to this sort of awareness of this culture uh, that we find ourselves in. And as human beings, we tend to want absolutes. We're looking for control or we're looking to solve the issue. And this is definitely where this deeply feeling being is coming from. She's wanting to stop this suffering. And so this has led her to highlight me and saying, you know, you have a platform, so why aren't you doing more? And when I feel into that, it doesn't feel in right alignment for me. And so from my perspective, I'm a spiritual teacher and guide and also created a food company, which is a mission to elevate the consciousness of the planet. And this includes human beings, animals, and also our connection to our Mother Earth. So one could say that I've spent years of my life I would say my whole life, actually, because I think the whole life is what informs the mission. But certainly uh, the last eight years, I've spent thousands of hours creating vegan food, plant-based food, and a messaging that allows people in the door. So what the way that I come to any table is with my heart open and my compassion activated and really honoring everybody for where they are in this moment and the way people change is through being loved for where they are right there in this moment. And so I feel that it is helpful to have a conversation to remind us that we are all not designed to do the same work. And because I am not an animal rights activist, it's not my vibration. It's not 
the way that I'm interacting with the world, that does not mean that I'm not serving animal freedom or animal compassion or animal transformation out of this horrific system that we are engaging in. I could certainly grow more, transform more, become more sensitive, become more aware. But in my daily moments, breathing moment to moment, I am standing for the animals fully with everything that I have. You know, that's why I've gathered all my resources and spent all of my money and my, you know, my attention to launch this plant-based cheese company, Shrimu. And my in is to create the best tasting cheese on planet Earth. And my approach is that the cheese is infused with a frequency that will allow the person to remember who they are. And as they connect deeper with the depths of their heart, they will naturally and spontaneously arrive to the awareness of wanting to live a life with more compassion, more love, more gentleness, nonviolence, all these aspects. So, Joe, let's have a conversation between the two of these energies about how you see what I just presented to you or what, what are your feelings when I, when I speak to those, those issues? It's so interesting to me because in my heart is full of the deep sadness and the frustration and the anger and the, the overwhelming emotion of what is happening in the world now in terms of factory farming, in terms of um, the exploitation of animals at all levels across all societies, across all of the world, the decimation of the planet that is coming as a result of these things, the origins of these zoonotic viruses it's all interconnected. So as an animal rights advocate, I guess what I say to you is that you have this extraordinary platform and maybe it seems as if you stay to the side rather than using the extraordinary platform. And I'm going to extend this because I think this lady is probably addressing you and Rich in this potentially. I know there have been some issues in the past with a sort of a sustainable farm episode right, right. one time was, where, yeah, you know, of, and there yeah, was exactly. there was backlash from that as well. And so I guess the question is, like, with the great big platform, why are you not specific about the animal advocacy? Because um, you could be, and it could be very powerful. Because it's not my divine design. My frequency is that of mother, is that of spiritual healer, guide, I'm more global or maybe more universal in the way that I'm approaching. And so what I'm working on is the spiritual awareness. Okay, so I'm not working on asking someone to stop that action. Stop that action right now. Stop it. Stop it. Look at the blood. Look at what's going on. In my experience, it doesn't translate like that. Now, I honor all life forms in their unique divine design. You're a gorgeous being. I'm so grateful that we met. You are perfectly designed for that. And But I'm not as effective as you could be. But you could be. That's not my design. I didn't come in here to, to share spiritual information to tell you to be like me, Joe. I'm honoring you for who you are. I trust you. I believe in you. So let's and be so- absolutely clear. You... You are an animal advocate. Rich is an animal advocate. Of course. Of course. But you don't call yourselves vegans or do you? I don't call myself anything. You know why I don't? Because I'm a yogi and I don't subscribe to labels, isms, doctrines, clubs, religions. 
I'm a free being. And when I am rooted and connected to the truth of who I am, I will spontaneously have the right solution in front of me. I am interested in developing the spiritual connection that connects all things in life, that connects us to a point of unity. And it's a vast exploration and experiment. You know, I was raised by a hunter father in Alaska. Um, Wow. Hang on. Can you talk to that for a moment? What was that journey like? Well, you know, it's like you're a child, right? So you're just raised in a certain energy. And, you know, my dad would come home with animals that he had hunted, you know, birds or deer or caribou or moose or, you know, he fished. And that is the meat that we ate for the winter. It was frozen and we ate that. I remember the smell of blood on him when he would come home as a young girl. I didn't like it. I didn't want to join him. I don't have the capacity to shoot something or kill something. I don't, it's not in my being. He did. And, you know, he was a bush pilot. He flew all over the wild of Alaska. He crashed his plane. And when he did kill an animal on a hunt, he would have to skin it, pack it out on his back, put it in the plane, fly it out. Like it's a very big ordeal. And while it's not my choice, I had to recognize that at that level, he was very aware of what he was doing. Much different than if you just go to the store and buy a package and put it in your cart. So I had a level of respect for him. Um, He was not a perfect person also. He did do some trophy hunting, which I could never really get it. Um, So he came to Los Angeles kicking and screaming. He would like find his way up out of a chair and like get himself in the kitchen. He would say to me, I can't believe that chili doesn't have any salt pork. (laughs) I feel like, so he loved my food. He really loved my food. And I know that wherever he is, that he's very proud of me for launching this plant-based cheese company. I know he's just ecstatic for me. And the, at the end of his life, I was able to be there with him and I experienced some very profound moments in the last hours of, you know, days of his life where a different energy came into him, like the great one was looking through his eyes at me. So that taught me a lot of compassion to let go of even more judgment and understand that we don't live in a black and white world we live in a world of many colors and it's complex. Let me ask you this. When you receive this correspondence from people, do you feel judged when there is an implication that you are not doing enough for something specific, for example, the animals? I have to be honest. Yeah. It's not coming from unity. So yeah. And I don't understand. It's like, you know, Rich experienced it. First of all, he's had Lisa, um, I'm forgetting sweet Lisa's name, Lisa, the CEO of, of PETA, and Ingrid Newkirk. We, uh, we've had Mercy for Animals on, uh, two different directors Rich has had on. There's a young man who was freeing dogs that were being slaughtered in Asia, a beautiful young man who was suffering terribly from the pain. And many, many others. Rich has had a lot of people on in animal rights. And then, you know, he gets, it's kind of like you do one thing that someone doesn't agree with and they're like, now I'm done with you, (laughs) you know? And we just, we kind of go, really? Like after 500 free episodes, like every single Sunday of his life, he's not spent with his family in 10 years. It is such an emotional subject matter. The animal rights issues feel so pressing 
it's the last stand. You know, I'm married to a woman, gay rights, civil rights, animal rights. It's got to be addressed, but it feels overwhelming, the work that needs to be done. Trump has signed an executive order essentially forcing the meat production plants across the United States to stay open, regardless of the health and safety of the workers in those plants, because those of the food industry have that lobbying power to make those things happen, even in a time of crisis like this, when we, I don't know, I thought just for a moment, actually, maybe the system will shut down. Maybe the factory farming system will also be forced to slow down and something will come of that. And again, just speaking very personally, you know, I feel so often so emotional and so overwhelmed. And I'm not saying that that is very constructive, but I know as an animal advocate, that's often how I feel. How would you help me switch that into something, I guess, ultimately more productive, but maybe less, less emotional, less fiery? Okay, so first I'm going to answer your question and then I'm going to go into what we all are dealing with, with these systems that we have believed are working. (laughs) So let me go back though. We have a saying in healing work, and that is, do you want to be a powerful healer or do you want to be a garbage can? So what happens when we're empaths and definitely animal lovers and activists are deep empaths? If you're not able to hold your light field in integrity and a boundary infused with neutrality, it's neutral, you will be overcome with the amount of suffering. There's no way that you can really be the advocate that you want to be if you're not caring for your light body, if you're not throwing up boundaries, if you're not infusing your heart with neutrality, clearing out whatever your past trauma is that may have led you to be in this field. Let's say you had a suffering in your, I mean, we all have sufferings. Let's say you had some suffering in your childhood that's like directly linked to you only trusting animals. Or let's say you saw something as a kid, you were raised on a farm and it just, you knew it was wrong and nobody listened to you. Whatever it is, whatever your human design is, to face those demons or to face those experiences and to transform them and turn them into your treasures. This is what the techniques in my spiritual community, Water Tiger, provide. So this is exactly speaking to my point. I'm addressing the global issues at a spiritual level. So I'm not an activist. You won't see me going and marching in front of an animal's shelter. It's not, I'm not doing that. I am in a committed practice of architectural grid work, planetary, energetic, shifting, clearing trauma, clearing trapped consciousness, clearing consciousness of animals that have been brutalized. Sometimes it depends. And I don't teach Water Tiger to make Joe like Srimati or Julie. I am giving you techniques to fortify you to be more of who you are because you were created in divinity and you are valued, needed, loved, cherished exactly as you are. Even if no one else believes in you, I believe in you to find your way into living your full mission, your full heart, your full joy, exactly as you were created. Because how could it be otherwise? You, you're a divine emanation of consciousness. So I offer that to everyone, and it's a neutrality. And by having that neutrality 
in my work as a plant-based chef, as an owner of an impact-driven food company, that neutrality is inviting in many people that are just now considering that maybe they don't want to eat animals anymore. Maybe they're not even really able to look at the truth of what's going on yet. But it's like Rich and I have always taken the stance, we don't want to preach to the choir. I'm not trying to get you to understand where I'm coming from. I'm trying to infiltrate all the areas that are not awake, that have no idea. And so the only way that I can do that is by being neutral and loving. And again, Srimu is a vehicle of activation. So it has the frequency in it, the intention in it. And when you eat it, it provides you the ability to start to remember who you are. And human beings are humane. And what we are doing to the animals on our planet is not humane. It is not divine. It is not in alignment with consciousness. No, no. This violence we're participating in, it infiltrates other parts of our lives. You know, you can't brutalize an animal and then not have that filter in. And, you know, that was true in my own childhood as well. There was a hardness and a sort of like totalitarian energy that because was Because you did go on that journey yourself from your father's daughter in Alaska witnessing those things mm-hmm. to becoming a plant-based chef. Of course, yeah. Did it take you a while? Well, in the beginning, I would always be kind of like eating, like I'd be like, I don't really like this, but it was such a part of what was present in the life. And I would say that it was when I started practicing yoga, everything just dropped me. It wasn't even a thought. It was like an energetic truth. And that's, I guess, what I would say is more my design, is if you can get the energetic awareness activated in the person, they will spontaneously act in right alignment they will know. Is it fair to say then that you and Rich and everything that you do are in support of animal advocacy and you believe animal activism is essential, but it is not your specific mission and you are clear about that? Yeah, we're clear about it. And the thing is, is I'm not saying that we're not going to highlight or we're, I say we, but up until now, you know, I have a spiritual podcast. It's just basically me talking. And I, and I have said it, I've said it in my books. There's a section on animal consumption in every single one of our books, you know? So it's not that we never talk about it. It's just, we aren't activists. The thing is, we got to be careful is not to cancel each other because we're not an absolute we are our own individual life forms. And, and Rich and I are not the same being. You know, we're completely different. And many times over the years, I've had families come to me and say, you know, well, what about food in your kitchen? And, you know, what about getting your family to eat the way you eat? And in my experience, the only thing we can do is lead by example and activate and create a lot of unconditional love and acceptance in our kitchens in our hearts, in our lives, because people have to come to their own level of awareness on their own. You can't, just like with an addict, you know, you can't make somebody stop drinking or stop using drugs. And again, the space in which we feel safe to transform is in a space of unconditional love and acceptance, understanding that the cosmos is vast and We have all incarnated here at this moment in time to participate in 
creating a new way of living. In my experience, this isn't one track. There's many different storylines that are going on, which I think speaks to the insanity, literal insanity that's going on in the government. Like nobody knows what's right. Nobody knows what's actually happening. And so once again, this brings me back to my spiritual connection because it's the only thing for me that is constant. And so I know that if I continue to return to that awareness, claim my freedom, claim my own authority, access more of who I am, that I will become more and more loving, more compassionate, more effective. The greatest power in the world is love. And so it's easy to love your beautiful partner, Joe, and it's very hard to love someone who has harmed an animal. But it's in fact the love that carries the power. So how do you do that? You do that by being in neutrality, by taking care of your energetic field, by understanding that life is diverse and not everybody is meant to do the same work, and by extending that kind of celebration of diversity. If you can't embrace it, then at least recognize it as divine, even if it is appearing in a dark form. And I just want to say to that beloved being who sent me the communication in a couple different ways, I do want to say thank you to her. It's been important to discuss this. And so thank you. Be love. Be true.